Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening. Welcome to Den Gates. It's been a while, and that is totally my fault because every Monday, Kenny says, We're doing a podcast, and I what? And here he is. We're in, Ken. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Enjoying your new setup there. You're like ready to go and rearing to talk about Millwall. Yeah, I've got a reflector and everything going on in this room. It's, um, it's out of this world. <laughs> it's downloaded Chrome, the absolute lot. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning. Chris Ayres is in Canada. On a work trip. I think you live in Canada anyway, Chris. Canada, Chris, you are from now on. Um, waiting for this debate. I saw that come about an hour ago, mate. So sorry if it was slightly late to add, late to, add to your misery. But um, Christian Bastinelli, here he is, channel member from Belgium, coming in from far and wide. Numbers are a bit low. Numbers are a bit low. There you go. You can't, you can't have unbelievable views all the time. I suppose they'll rise. Um, Anthony will be back next week. He's been on adventures, DJing in Ibiza and at festivals, the lucky young bastard. Um, and also Henry is away, I think, on a hike in Scotland. It's a long way to hike. But listen, let's crack on. Evening Steve Morrison, the Steve Morrison, our Steve Morrison. Um, we ain't done one of these, Ken, since before the game started. No, it's weird, isn't it? Because we, one, we was meant to be doing them every week, but, you know, things get in the way and... Two, it does feel like we only did one last week. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Very we've got true. quite a lot to talk about. Loads to talk about. We are going to cover the other games quickly. Starting with Stoke, of course. Opening day of the season. Was you expecting that result on performance from the boys? I was, I was definitely expecting um, a win of sorts. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm absolutely buzzing to get the three points. Good result, clean sheet, etc. But I didn't think. I didn't think that. We looked good. I thought Stoke looked quite poor. Oh. Um, would you would you agree with that? No, I thought we looked really good. But yeah, I suppose on reflection, Stoke well, Stoke bounced back the following week, didn't they? Anyone can beat anyone in this division, but because it was first game of the season, I think we exceeded my usual expectations. If that was mid-season, I probably want to go. Well, that's really good. But to hit the ground running like we did after a few shaky friendlies, shall we say? I thought. Thought it was really good. Thought Shackleton, Mitchell, and and Honeyman looked really good in that midfield. Honeyman definitely f- seems to fill that void we've been missing with, with like a proper ten, doesn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, he did. He did on that game definitely for the Stoke game. I felt like you know watching someone like Honeyman in that Stoke game, he was like, "What a player we've got on our hands here!" Mm. You know, he just chased down every ball. I, I'd say that he was he's a bit like Ben Thompson, but with better quality. Um, you know, he can pass the ball, he can make a tackle, he can, he can stay on his feet. Um, but also, he was he's quite a big attacking threat. He's always anticipating um, certain scenarios, certain situations. Um, so, yeah, on, on the Stoke game, I thought Honeyman had an absolute blinder. He always seems to be, like, trying to advance up the pitch as well, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he moves it quick, and then he, he's trying to move on from where he is forward. He's never trying to go... Sideways or back. I suppose you have a bit more of a free row in that tent to be creative, but fucking. I mean, when we signed him, we was all excited, saying we think he could be the one. And obviously, 
with uh, Fleming currently injured, which we'll get onto later, he does really seem to be like like a he's been a mill player for years. The way he slotted in, but also the way he plays with his like tenacity and endeavour. Yeah, yeah, I, I was super super excited. I think out of all the signings, I remember Fleming and Honey, Honeyman were pretty much in the same sort of time frame, and I, I think I said to you actually, I said, Let, forget this Fleming. This Honeyman is a player. Yeah. Um, and I was far more excited about Honeyman than what I was um, Fleming coming into the team. And it's been an early donation. Christian Bastinelli, thank you very much. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Stephen. Thanks for the hot, the stream. Make <laughs> the stream on Saturday. Someone was going, why didn't you bring a fan for the laptop? Because <laughs> that laptop literally started malfunctioning, started glitching out. <laughs> right, so what? And I was like... I said, mate, I've got that much a war about that thing to set up on. It ain't fucking Sky Sports. <laughs> but, um, listen, we're raving about Honeyman, and rightly so, over the first game. <laughs> we even mentioned Champagne Charlie Creswell, as I was calling him. Two goals yeah. on your debut as a centre-back and a clean sheet. I suppose the only way from there was backwards. <laughs> it could be better, could it? <laughs> I mean, again, you, you, you're looking at that first game. I didn't know much about Creswell. I looked at that that show reel that we we had of him and thought yeah do you know what um absolutely blinding um don't get me wrong i wouldn't say that he he was a a player that we necessarily needed um when we brought him in i, I felt like we've got enough at the back already to mm. you know i i don't know yeah have him have a player there but have a player there as a backup instead of a player that's actually going to come in and now looks like he's going to force himself into our our back three and, and be a permanent uh, fixture. But yeah, go, I mean, you can't argue with uh, coming into on your debut and smacking two goals in. Um, yeah, do you know what? A couple, of things there, couple of things there, you was absolutely spot on and I'm going to pick up on it. You know, I, I had this conversation with today on the group chat, didn't I? Ballard over Creswell, for those listening on audio. Um yeah, look, I don't want to jump on him early. He's had an absolute worldie of a debut. You know, Byron Webster scored two goals at the den once. It, didn't, it doesn't make him better than Paul Robinson or, or Keith Stevens, does it? And, and I feel like he's struggled since. I really do. And like what you said there about players coming in, I mean, look, we want him. Of course we do if we can have him there at the club. But he's never, ever going to stay. Alex Mitchell, I'm not saying he's in the same bracket, but he's flying at um, St. Johnston. I think he's a man in a match at... Uh, and a really good performance followed up against Rangers after that. And, and you know, I still believe that we should have Mill players in that back three, not just because we should have Mill players, but I, I think I think Creswell's really struggled since that game. People may think I'm crazy, but I oh. think he's re- Sheffield United really struggled. I thought we struggled against Saturday. And, um, you know, we've moved away from our back three. And like you say, players we may not need don't fix what's not broken. We're renowned for our clean sheets, especially at home. Um, yeah, I think again, I think I said this in the WhatsApp group. We might, I might revert back to that quite a lot, saying that. But um, the the problem is, is that it's not Charlie Creswell really that's the problem. It's it's whoever picked Charlie Creswell. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, one of the main things that we we lack in our team is leadership. Um, and one thing that we have got on the sidelines is our captain. Um, but going on to Carly Creswell, yes, he has had he had a phenomenal game against Stoke, but he's also made two mistakes to concede two goals in the previous two games. Yeah. Um, so 
that's why Charlie Creswell should be on the sideline, in my opinion, mm. and be a very, very, very good backup if needed. Yeah, I think Rowett's alluded to that he is going to change things tomorrow, and I'll be very, very surprised if he doesn't bring uh, the, the skipper back in. I mean, again, look, he missed the opening game due to an injury, and I, I, I think I'm right in saying that he'd already told Creswell that he wasn't going to start against Stoke, and then Hutch got injured the day before, and he got he got penciled in. But look, glad that he did. Clearly, yeah. talented, two goals, and a fucking strong start. Never looked in danger. Bart really troubled, and we're we're off to an absolute flyer. It was almost I feel it was that almost too, whether we was good or they was bad. I feel it was almost too comfortable at times against Stoke. Yeah, yeah, it was easy. It was easy. And Wasn't it? Sometimes you look at that and go, right, is this the standard for the championship? We all get excited. Mm. You go right. Well, if we can, if we can turn over Stoke that easily, that's it. We're in the Prem Champions League the season after, <laughs> and then it all comes crashing back down to earth in typical Millwall fashion. The shit show at Cambridge. We won't dwell on it too long. Um, you know, teams can lose games and from a to, to lower division teams in the, in the cup. I've seen it fucking loads. Oxford knocked out Swansea. Cholton knocked out QPR. It's not a big deal. We're not really interested in the cup. I criticise Rao, but it's since come to light that I think, I'm not sure if I'm 100% right. I'm sure Steve Lees will tell us. Good to have you back, Steve. I've not seen you and um, Simon Patterson for a while. It's not to worry. <laughs> but you have to field a certain amount of players you played in the previous league game for the EFL Cup, I think, because they're trying to stop teams from diluting the standard of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like teams playing cup. Um, oh, so that's a rule, is it? That's a... I'm maybe I'm, I'm sure Steve can help us out. Um, oh, you've been at the game, there's no excuse, <laughs> but um, regardless of that, when when Honeyman gets booked in the first half, and Honeyman's as much to blame as Rowett here, you fucking take him off, don't you? And if you're Honeyman, you think, right, big game Saturday, started brilliantly. I'm gonna start against Sheffield United. I've not seen, I've not seen the highlights of the game, you can get it, but he gets sent off. Bradshaw gets injured, shooting one out of the stand out of the ground. <laughs> And uh, we're all we're all you know complaining again straight away. We was back down to earth as soon as we was up, weren't we? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game against Cambridge. I did manage to find the highlights for the game um, and watch them. Oh, really? And it was appalling. I, I'll be honest, I had no interest in the Cambridge game whatsoever until I saw Tom Bradshaw coming off in the ninth minute, um, and then seeing that Honeyman had been sent off. Like the, the score, I couldn't have cared less. I, I wouldn't have cared if we'd gone and beaten them nine nil, um, or, or if we lost. Like it would to me, it was no biggie. But again, yeah, the buck rise with a gaffer on that, um, and I definitely would have had Honeyman off on a yellow. You can't, you can't odds uh, Tom Bradshaw getting a, an injury after nine minutes. You can't odds that. Um, no. But still, was there a selection process? Was there an Isaac Alafi on the bench that, you know, maybe could have started because he's less likely to start in a championship game, but he's still part of a championship squad, Isaac Alafi. I'm pretty sure he was on the bench against Stoke. Um, so there's no excuses for me. No, so we're at the Cup. We go to Sheffield United and that was just fucking chaotic. 15 minutes gone, 2-0 down, and Bart saves a penalty, keep us in it. And I, I will say this, as bad as he was at Sheffield United, I think people... I personally overestimated Stoke, but I think a lot of people underestimated Sheffield United. Good side, second year of their parachute payments. They're going to look to bounce back this year because their parachute money will run out after this year, or they won't get any more of it. Probably won't run out. Can spend £30 million in one day and they'll 
you know, probably uh, I was going to say something. I won't say that. Um, so yeah, look, they, they was going to bounce back. They're a good side, and they did bounce back. But we again was absolutely shambolic at the back. Cooper and Creswell especially. Discombobulated then. Discombobulation. Do you know how many, yeah. when you said that's your video title? I went, oh no. The only time I got to check the spelling of that before I actually wrote it in the thumbnail. <laughs> Discombobulated. So come on in, explain discombobulation. Explain it. Yeah. It's um I think the actual definition of it is disconcerted and confused. Um so it's a word that I've used loads. I never knew what it meant, and I had to Google it before I said it in my video. But um <laughs> it we just didn't look like we had a clue, we didn't look like we played together. It's there's so much confusion in, in our team all the time and it's been like that for two seasons because you never have a... How long ago was it since we pretty much knew our starting eleven? You know, and we thought... You know, I, I don't know. I, I'd go, probably go with the Stephen Reid days, the Timmy Cahill days and stuff like that when we last actually knew... So it's not yeah. a Gary Rowett thing, but it seems to be a lot different, more so, over the last few years. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a changing foot. I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like, you know, you go into the game Saturday and you know it's going to be, you know, I feel one side with um, Reed the other. You know, yeah. Wise and Kale probably centre mid. Harris up front with Claridge in there. Waldy and fucking Lawrence in the back four. Robbie Ryan, Tony Woolner, who I missed out. The good old days. Don't you yeah, make me cry. <laughs> you knew, didn't you? You just knew. And, and now, like, well, I think that's just a trend in football. There's so many players. And Rowett's yeah. actually said today, he still well, wants I'm, to get one more in. I'm all for, I'm, see, this is the thing, though, I'm all for the depth, and it, sh it shows um, on Saturday, I know we're moving a little bit too far ahead of ourselves, but it shows on it shows on Saturday that our depth in our squad can change games, which is something we didn't have last season, so you've got you've got credit in for that. Um, but, yeah, Stoke, uh, not Stoke, sorry, Sheffield United, the minute they went 2-0 up, there was, there was no way we were coming back, because... It's going to make me sound stupid seeing we've just banged him free. But mm. we don't score a lot of goals. No. Um, primarily, we're not set up to score a lot of goals. And we were never as well. Just, just reflecting back on that game, because he did the same thing on Saturday. And Saturday, you can't knock it because he waits late to make substitution. And Savile comes on to score the winner. But he didn't. I thought half time, Sheffield United, he's going to fucking, Ed's going to roll in there and he's going to change it. He sent them out early, but he didn't make any changes. Which is maybe a little bit of a either one stubbornness or two a little bit of like fuck you lot get out there and sort it. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? I think it's again you go back to previous managers. You know if we were two one down against Coventry and Neil Harris was in charge, like you always knew that they were going to come at it in the second half. Like there was there was no nowhere to hide. Whereas yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Like. I mean, I said in a, I said again in the WhatsApp group, we'll win this, we'll win this game, but that's because I thought we had the quality to to win the game. Um, but you never thought that he'd be sticking, you know, sticking one up them to 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 get the job done. That's for sure. And I thought he would have made a lot of changes as well. And I was surprised not to see any. Yeah, I think literally ten minutes to go, he brings on Bury. And and Alafe and and although they're maybe not everyone's first choice, or I think Tyler Bury definitely will be now after this Saturday, but 
they was in the positions. Alafay's a striker, so he went, he went and stood up front with a phobie. And that Sheffield United game, a phobie was fucking screaming at Bennett, going, fucking get, get over here. Bennett was standing on the touchline. It's weird because we, he had that little purple patch during COVID where he played up front with Jed. And he was really good, Bennett. And they, they, I think he knocked in about six goals in 10 games or something like that. But um, it just didn't work with him in the phobie. And then with Saville, um, I didn't think Saville was great in the first half against Sheffield United. You know? I thought he was in the second, but a lot better. But then Rowett, after the game, saying, well, you know, Sav's ain't, ain't a 10. He's an out-and-out midfield. I'm like, he's fucking not. He no. used to play in the 10 behind Morrison and Gregor. And we used to put press high, break teams down from goal kicks. Yeah, finish yeah. off the seventh. He used yeah, a 10. Yeah. He, showed, he showed that again Saturday when he came on and scored, didn't he? I've got to, I mean, I'll have to disagree with you a little bit. I thought against Sheffield United, I thought I thought he was really, really good in the first half. Oh, really? Um, I just, and, but I'm going based on watching it from the TV, you know, maybe different angles, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him chase down everything. I see him rallying everybody up, pushing the team forward. Um, and I just, I don't know, I, maybe we, the rest of us were playing, the rest of them were playing that bad that, he shone out a lot more for me, but I, re- I really thought he was having a good game, Savile. Um, and I was absolutely surprised when, when he got taken off. Yeah, Steve said he keeps dropping too deep. The fans weren't happy when he got taken off. See, I thought he was sitting too deep. And I said, it wasn't that maybe he played bad and, and Bennett played bad. It was just the shape. They wasn't holding the shape like Bradshaw does yeah. and and Honeyman did the week before. There's a couple of shouts out for Terrace Cole here. You can't get 15% of all Terrace Cole clothing. Christian Bassani bought a very beautiful T-shirt. Someone else said, have you only got one T-shirt? Well, I've put three videos out today and I've worn a different T-shirt in every single one. So, no. And increased my fucking, my, my bold intake. Um, right. So if there, not, you can have this Hugo Boss T-shirt here for a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, now that it's gone from this typical meal walls, bipolar meal, it's gone from an unbelievable start to now, all of a sudden, fucking hell, if we lose against Coventry on Saturday, heads are going to roll. And then, mate, within two minutes, um, you you done a, you done said in that preview you'd win. We'd win, didn't you? You say 3-0, though. Yeah, 3-0, yeah. Well, you got three, yeah. right? Yeah. Someone I mean, said Mystic Kenny, but you didn't, you didn't say 3-2, did you? Yeah, no, I didn't, but I'll take it if people are thinking it. Well, um, can I say it should have been Mystic Danny because I said half-time, full-time, and I backed it 33-1. Yeah, well um, done. Yeah, nice. I don't often bet either, so that was a nice little, uh, little winner straight back out. No trying to double it on the roulette wheel. Fucking great. Had a, had a great weekend on the back of it. Nothing left now. I need to try and win again on Saturday. But yeah, look, the Coventry game, the worst possible start. Team selection, I said in the preview, we should have gone with experience. You can't have Hutchinson, Savile, Leonard all sitting on the bench. Um, and the biggest thing I think we're going to talk about is we'll cover the goals in a minute. But I said... Either start a Lafay, start Bury, and give one of them a run. I say, you're going to be the striker until he comes back. He went with Bennett again, which was a really mindless thing to do, unless he's giving them time to gel. But I could see after that one game at Sheffield United, 15, 20 minutes, it was never going to work with him too. Yeah. But yeah. he starts with Bennett again, and, and I think he's had a touch really, right? Because Bennett injured, now out for eight weeks, and that forced him to bring on Bury, which changed the game, didn't it? Yeah, he's uh, always seems to be the way. You know my thoughts on Rowett. You know, it always seems to be the way that he he makes bad decisions, but almost all seems to get away with it by something else happening that 
he has no yeah. control over. Um, so, yeah, uh, me personally, again, I would have, I would have started a Lafe. Um, I wouldn't have started Tyler Bury to be honest. So, I, after watching him play, if I had the choice, then I would have done. But um, I would have started a Lafe up with him um, because he don't look that bad at Lafe actually. From when when he played or come on for them ten minutes, he had two opportunities. The Cambridge game, people were giving him a lot of grief. But, I, I mean, mm. I look at it and go, well, hang on a minute, he was in the right place at the right time. A phobia doesn't exactly. do that. Yeah, he was a striker. <laughs> and I saw a thing, I don't know if you saw it with Steve Morrison. Um, someone, one of, the, one of the press slagged off one of his Cardiff strikers. And he went, well, hang on, stop. And he pulled the gears out in front of everyone. He was saying, you're making a story out of nothing. He didn't have a bad game. He had a, he had a fucking good game. And as a striker, you're not fussed if you miss. You're Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. More concern is if you're not getting not getting in the right areas to get the chances. I think it's a confidence thing with a striker. Once the Lafayette gets one, I think they'll... I, I really believe in Tan. I always have. Always backed him. Always mentioned him on the show. And I think I think in time, you, you know, he's a big, powerful centre forward. And I think if he gets one, I think more could follow, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that I think that he could be a very good answer to us. You know, we don't know what Volkslammer's up to, um, you know, or what he's about yet. So we need to... There you go. We need to... It's in the There you go. Steve, you're the man. It's like we're in one mind, Steve. Two bodies with one mind, me and you. Um, yeah, so... Right, let's, let's talk about the capitulation. I think we're going to get onto a certain subject shortly because uh, it's all been going off a bit now. What's that group? But look, one nil <laughs> down, first goal. On reflection, I watched the goals back. I said this in my post match earlier that is up on the channel. On reflection, I've watched their goals back and back again. I actually think they're two very well executed goals. What was your take on it at the time? I think they played exactly the same way as what they did when they come, come to our ground last season. They're very, very quick and they do this weird. Um, very, very light. So they pass the ball forward, drag the ball, and then push it back, make our midfield push back out, and then it's a one-touch run. Um, so obviously the corner was the corner was the corner, but the way that they were executing their passes, it was quick, crisp um, passes through. And um, I've completely forgotten what your question was, but the, the way the first that goal, their first goal, the corner. 
Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, um, no, haven't. <laughs> I'm just going off on one. Um, yeah. From what I saw, I just saw a lot of confusion um, from our players, um, and like you say, some very good execution from Coventry. Yeah. Um, it I, was. I, um... Well, make sorry. Well, sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I didn't quite, I didn't really see what was going on. Like I said, I just saw some sort of confusion um, at our near post, um, and the Coventry player just coming straight in, having a having a go and, and getting it in the goal. Yeah, well, it was actually a corner conceded by Creswell. Yeah, um, which he atoned for an earlier error, giving it away, getting up the pitch. Comes sounds like a sort of assassination of fucking Charlie Creswell, isn't it? And then he comes back, concedes the corner, but. Well, as I've literally, I'm that sad. Yes, I am. I, I've frozen it at the time when he connects for the ball, and you've got Mitchell marking one play, you've got Danny Mac marking the other, Murray Wallace marking the other. They're all touch tight, they're all goal side. But the cornering is good. The guy just, Danny Mac goes, and the guy's got, the way Danny Mac cuts him off, he's got nothing to aim at the guy, and he just gets a tiny flick on it, flips over him, and then the other guy gets in front of Murray Wallace, fires in. I said Mason Bennett was on the front post, and he drifts out. And that could be the only potential, you know, if he had stayed there, he might have cut that as it come across. But um, he got sort of sucked in as well. And then we're 1-0 down. And then um, we we get caught on the ball, don't we, again? And they got the other end. They score again, but he got disallowed, didn't it? Yeah. They actually I score again. Then Murray Wallace goes off. Uh, sorry, Murray Wallace. Fucking hell, where I got that one from? Wish he had gone off. I thought he was terrible. Then um, right. in the first half, well, he was apparently injured as well, Murray Wallace, wasn't he? Yeah. So he wasn't expecting him to play. They said that uh, the day before the game, he's taken a knock and not expected to play. But I don't know if he played through the pain barrier or whatever, but he played. And then they get the second goal again. Sweeping move, crossing, good connection, you know, stretching from their bloke, back across Bart, 2-0. And then, you know, the the the, the grief starts and, and you start getting people saying, ah, Billy Mitchell's shit. Nah, Billy Mitchell's shit. And I'm like, well, hang on. We're 2-0 down, right? His job's to protect the back four. Neither of those have come from his central area. They both come from wide areas. One was a defensive mistake followed by a set piece. And the second one, the guy's got him behind Danny Mack. So at what point, all right, he may not have been playing great, Billy Mitchell, but he wasn't as bad as Shackleton in the first half. He wasn't as bad as Murray Wallace in the first half. Scott Malone... Put out an article last week saying he wants to play in the Premier League with me. Well, I actually laughed out loud when I, when I read it. When I saw the headline, I went, "What?" I lulled. That's exactly what I did. He, he could be lucky he's playing in the fucking championship. So when we're two 0 down, and, and I've seen it on on Twitter days, a poll out saying, "Should Billy Mitchell be in our first team?" What's he got to do with Billy Mitchell? What's the two goals of Sheffield United got to do with Billy Mitchell? What's the two goals against Coventry got to do with Billy Mitchell? As I said, all right, he might not have played outrageously well against. Coventry, but Shackleton was miles worse than him in the first half. Yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there, and I'm I'm really strong about this because last season I was somebody who um, didn't necessarily rate Billy Mitchell, and I uh, I still stand by what I said because I thought it was always based on instruction, not his ability. But I just didn't understand it. I mean, I was in the cold blow lane end. Um, and I was listening to people just having a go about Mitchell. And I'm watching the game, and maybe I watch it differently to everybody else, but I'm telling you now, Honeyman was not interested in playing that game of football until he scores. Shackleton 
was not interested in playing football until it looked like we might get something out of the game. What about Benny Kofobi? Uh, no, I don't, see, I'll, I'll rate Benny Kofobi, though. I, I, I get, this is why I, f- I find it quite weird, because I, I seem to rate players when other people are slagging them no, off. I like, but... ben, I like Benick, but he literally fell over every single time the ball come near him on Saturday. So, again, you know, you defend from the front. But why is Billy Mitchell getting getting pelters? I don't get it. Billy Mitchell at rum, honestly, I don't know how he was still standing at the end of the game, and I don't know what, pe- what game people are watching, because he was running his socks off all game. Also, what we seem to forget, yeah, right, he got a couple of them wrong, but every single pass that Billy done there on was a forward pass. Yeah. Right? Everything that people have been moaning about for months, about, oh, he only passes backwards, he only passes sideways, right? So when he then tries to make a forward pass, people are moaning at him, right? Yeah. He's standing in front of that back four, which, by the way, is rubbish at the moment. <laughs> Cresswell's making mistakes, and Jake Cooper's got the turning circle of a lorry. So... Billy Mitchell's not only having to support two very poor midfielders in front of him, but he's also having to support two very poor centre-backs behind him, right? And I'm not having it. I'm not having it, for, especially for that game. Billy Mitchell had an absolute blinder, as far as I'm concerned. And whoever don't believe me, go back and watch the whole 90 minutes again and watch Billy Mitchell. He, he, was a couple of straight... I remember one, he, he took a fresh air shot, one... And there was one other that he, he tried to go across field and he, long diag went off the pitch. That's but it. what it is, Rowick tries to move everything through him. So he, he gets a lot more of the ball. And he does try and play four passes now because we're playing a 10. But you know, it's funny you should say that about him because look at this, what I saw earlier. Uh, you can't really see him. It's sort of cut out. You see Mitchell in the background. He looks absolutely yeah. fucked. Yeah, he does. I'm <laughs> but there's surprised. a better shot of that. It's like a further out shot. And they're like, he's just like standing there. looks like, fuck, you know. <laughs> where he's run his absolute bollocks off. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm not, I can't have it about I can't have it about Billy Mitchell on that game. And look, do I think he's he's Premiership quality? Not necessarily. Do I think he's the answer for Millwall? I'm not sure. But what I can tell you is that that game against Coventry, honestly, and anybody who wants to challenge it, before you do, go back and watch that game and watch Billy Mitchell for 90 minutes run his absolute bollocks off. Um, and cover midfielders and defence all game. Um, legend Mick Robinson, thank you so much for the donation, mate. Right, so we've covered this. I mean, uh, by the way, let's talk about the atmosphere quickly before we move on to the comeback. We've got to give fans this fucking lower tier, haven't we? I mean, obviously, I'm up that end. Could you sense the atmosphere was fucking improved? Sorry, that again, mate. I didn't hear that. From, from Coventry having the lower tier. Could you oh, sense brilliant. that from up where you was? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, we I, was right, I was right by it, but obviously you, you were at the Colbo Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely magical, the fact that it's the first time, really, that you've got all four stands are being full up. Not necessarily full up, but it's nice to see fans on that lower tier. Um, and it makes for a much better experience for, for everybody, I think. Yeah, yeah, mate. It was fucking. It was like the atmosphere was fucking horrible. It weren't. It was brilliant, but it was like fucking intense. I think I said in my post match earlier, like vile, fucking hostile, like fucking intimidating. I'm at home. I've fucking been going to the den since I was fucking well, the new den since I was thirteen, the old one since I was six. <laughs> but it just, it just like I didn't hardly read any comments off the off the live stream ones. I couldn't fucking see anything. My my computer was turning to fucking coffee, just like melting. But like. It's just everything was going. I've got loads of like cutaway videos, like to the one of Jimmy Savile one, <laughs> giving him shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just really, really good. 
we sh- oh yeah, I know. Yes, but I said nearly hundred thousand on uh, TikTok. Trying to get it to hundred k, so I'll get monetized. But anyway, um, hashtag pay me. But look, the comeback starts, and it's a lifeline, really. I mean, it's it's bad goalkeeping, and he done really well with a keeper after that, actually. But it's an absolute standard free kick we always do. Malone hangs one up. Cooper tries to get the flick on, which he does, and usually trickles through to the keeper, or you know goes off the pitch. What is the as a fellow keeper yourself? What is the keeper doing there to let I us back in? I don't know. I was listening to um, another um, podcast um, last night, I think it was, and um, they had a, it was a Coventry one, and he was saying that he's been told the players were told before the game whether this is true or not. But you know, Millwall is an intimidating place. You have to get in their face. You have to be aggressive, um, and Apparently, that's what he was acting off. So instead of, you know, waiting for Jake Cooper to to make the header, go out and get the ball instead. But yeah, um, yeah. If you, as a as a keeper, then we use a keeper as well. But you know, if you're going to go and get it, you best make sure you get it. If not, if not, retreat, <laughs> retreat, retreat, <laughs> retreat. Well, if he had stood there, if he had stood there on the goal line, it would have just literally bounced and trickled into his hands. Yeah, he could have done well, a couple of feet. The time that seemed to take to go in. Seemed like a fucking eternity to, to, to dribble in, didn't it? And yeah, I, thought, I celebrated good. twice before it went in. <laughs> you like, yeah, oh, oh. It, yeah. Felt like, it felt like someone could have just walked back and put their foot on the ball. <laughs> Why could no one get back quick enough? Like, I don't know. And it's put us back in the game. We're going at half-time, really. If we'd gone in 2 down, I think there'd have been major booing. I think if we'd have lost the game, there'd be people fucking calling for Rowett's head already. But I don't know. I've just got a newfound fucking... I don't know if it's the players now we've got extra players, new players, or what it is, but I just I've sensed that Rowett's got a little bit more swagger about him this year. And I'm just a little bit more confident in him. I don't know why. I'm ever just getting used to it. What do you think? Ah, uh, no, I, I am still, as I've said, I'm still Rowett out. Um, I think that some of the games he's done really well, and I still think that he makes some really poor decisions. I, I honestly, and I'll say it again this season. With the players that we've got, there is no reason why we shouldn't be getting ourselves into a playoff spot this season. Yeah. However, it does depend on the mannerism of our efforts, um, especially, say, <laughs> Swansea away, or, and especially, say, uh, Norwich mm. away. Uh, look, so I'd rather, people ask, always, that's the one, Triviento Malbec gone. <laughs> I, I would rather go to Norwich and lose 4-0 and give it a go then just bore out a one all. maybe that's mm. why I'm not a championship manager and he is but you know it's, it's, it's these it's these decisions Bennett over a Lafe or Tyler Bury on Saturday I'm glad you um, picked it up because I just glazed over it obviously yeah. Bennett the way he done his hamstring injury was ridiculous um, we'll get yeah. on into him in a minute but that actually forced Rowett's hand why is he starting over Bury? Beery comes on and does that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a joke. I don't understand it. Now, I, I mean, I did a I did applaud Benicophobi on Saturday because, I, again, I thought that he put a lot of work in. Um, I see him quite a few times chasing back to win the ball when the midfield was unable to do it. Um, and that's why, I, but don't get me wrong, I, I weren't applauding him for him, you know, him trying to take a shot on or, or getting in the right position, but just his work rate was good. But, um, look, there's plenty of players on that bench, in my opinion, Dan, that should be playing on 
Tuesday night. You're a big, you're a big Ryan Leonard fan, aren't you? For one. Oh man, I, I, honestly, the best. I'll tell you what, the best time when we got the best out of Billy Mitchell was when we had Ryan Leonard and Savile in the midfield with him. There was a game, and I can't remember what game it was. I think it was the back end of last season. Um, honestly, it, it was exciting to see. And I, I swear, Gary Rowett does it to wind me up because he puts him everywhere other than in midfield, which is where he's best placed. Yeah. Centre-back. Centre-back he was, Saturday. I quite like him as centre-back. Yes, I do right wing-back, but you're, you're right, yeah. And I... You know, I've got this on good authority. You will never see Ryan Leonard play centre midfield again for us because Rowett doesn't believe he's a centre midfielder. Even uh-huh. though he's a record signing, box to box centre midfielder. I know he didn't sign him personally. <laughs> um, I, I remember he had a little go, little purple patch. He scored whole away, absolute rocket, didn't he? Like a couple of years ago during COVID. And then he yep. followed that up with a, a go away at Wickham. We beat Wickham 2 1. I remember watching out of the den on the beanbag. So he, he has played him in midfield. He has played him in attacking midfield, and Leonard has scored goals whilst doing it, but now, now, you're playing goal next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can, I can imagine, I can imagine Bart getting, getting sent off, right, as a penalty, and he don't put George Long on, he puts Ryan Leonard on in goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I can see happening. He's like, hey, sit down, Longy. Yeah. Lenny, yeah, <laughs> uh, he already knew, right, Gaff? I just put on the old spokes on, putting the old rush on. But Steve, that's an interesting one. Leonard has to play in place of Creswell, Shaq, not Fuss, which I agree with that. I agree with that. I really do. I, I you know, my team, uh, if my preview is out, but my team would be Bury and a phobia up front, Mitchell, Savile, and Shackleton in a 10. And then I'd have uh, Leonard. Hutchinson, Cooper, three centre backs, Murray Wallace, left wing back, Danny Mac, right, and uh, Ryan Sam and uh, Bart Bolkowski in goal for Tuesday night. I think he's got he has to make changes. I so say that change with Bennett going off injured, false change. What are we going to do with Mason Bennett, honestly? It, like, he actually did an article in the week saying, I, uh, you know, I realize my fitness has been, you know, poor, but I'm determined to make a fucking go of it now. Mate, nothing even happened. He just literally sat on the hoarding on the side and went, oh, no, take me off. I've done nine minutes. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, everyone was saying in pre-season, like, yeah, Bennett's all right. He makes things happen. You could start him, but he'll be injured by five past three. And he fucking absolutely proved, proved them right. <laughs> you can't have a fucking – you can't have a build-up to a match day during the week. We're going to play this formation. You, we want you to do these jobs. This is our structure. This is our game plan. And you involve Mason Bennett. I mean, all right, it flipped on his head and it actually works out better for Rowett because he made the wrong choice to start Bennett, but he, he's just going to be a bit part player. Don't ever start him again, I wouldn't. Would you? No, I think that I think probably Mason Bennett's best work has always been when he's come off the bench anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Bennett. I never have been. I don't think there's anything magical. Like you say, I think he had a bit of a purple patch <clears throat> for a little while and that kept him going. Um, but other than that, it was... Um, it was, he, was, he was never a starter, in my opinion, especially when, I mean, like I say, I wouldn't have started Fury. Um, I would have started a Lafayette, but that's because I haven't seen the, I haven't seen either of them, really. Mm. Um, but surely Rowett must be looking at Bury in training because it's not, it's nearly twice now that he's stuck one top bins from the edge of the area. 
right? Yeah. Also, his running, his taking on, his confidence, all of these things that have, have rocketed, you know, over the last year. What are you not seeing to put him over a 45-year-old striker? <laughs> I think that um, Nick from Atsung, the Atsung podcast, I think he summed it up really well. He said... He said, I thought that was a mic drop and walking out about the 45-year-old striker <laughs> um, down at the window. Um, he said, you know, he, Rowick prefers the functioning rather than the, um, the not the talented, like the um, exciting, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Fury is that, but he just doesn't give a fuck, more, does he? I love that about him. He's got the yeah. worst clobber I've ever seen in my life. He wears headscarves to the games. I don't care. He can do what he wants. If he just gets the ball every time, he's looking to jink inside and have a go at goal every time. And that's what we need. We, we need him now. He, he has to start. I agree with you. I probably would have started on Lafay on the basis of he's a centre forward. Yeah. But now I think, you know, he absolutely has to start. Um, second half, do you think we was better second half? I thought we was improved second half. I still don't think we was great. I think, I, think we were, I think we were improved, but I think we were a hundred times better the minute the Savile come on. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, uh, again, just for me, midfield, Honeyman and Shaq's done absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the prob- this is the problem, right? They've done nothing for 60 minutes, right? And then when it, when we started looking like we was getting something out of, it, out of it, all of a sudden they come to life and they started playing well. The problem is, is that us as Millwall fans, we don't remember what happened. Once we win 3-2, we don't remember what happened for the first 60 minutes. Yeah. But we remember what happened for the last half an hour and every single player was then a great player. You know, so for me, yeah, yeah Savile, Savile uh, changed the game, not just with the goal. He just demanded the ball. And I love that. He's got, I think he's got a bit of a point to prove now. He's, I think, I think Savile thinks he should be getting this this side. I agree with him, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. he, I'm not sure what he's on his own knees. Huh? He never was though. If it, you know, if you look at three games ago, we we me and you even forgot that we had him in the team. Yeah, that is true. We did that. <laughs> I think that was on the last podcast, or it was. Yeah. We didn't even. We, I went. Oh, hang on. We forgot about George Savile. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is with this. You know, it's nothing against Shackleton, but he's the way you've brought him into the central midfield. You think we assigned Roy Keane? Like he's come straight in after two, three days of training. All right, he's not a bad player, but he's not. An experienced championship. Well, I suppose he is experienced in the championships. He got promoted with Leeds, but he's not. A, he's not a. He's not an old Indian experienced there. And Savile's been around the block, been at our club three times. I just oh, don't no. think you can play both those youngsters in. I think you can only play one, and I'll pick Mitchell every time. Um, you said that he didn't do a lot until. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He scored, right? But, again, on reflection, he's like the other end to me. What a goal. I think that I think that's one of the most underrated goals that I've ever seen scored at the Den. The pace that come back off the bar of the post, sorry, huh? Yeah, what, honeymoon come running in? The pace he come in at, running in the opposite direction, the ball's come off the post, so he had to react. He didn't know where it was going to land, and the shape of his body, and then the power he got on that to to change the direction of the ball and keep it on target under pressure in that heat, I thought was a fucking great goal. Yeah. That was at your end, of course, to talk us through your memory of it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I remember... Watching Tyler Bury, it was quite obvious that all he wanted to do was to get that on his on his right peg. Um, I thought he was going in to be fair. I thought from where I was standing, the keeper had to take two steps, I think, and I thought we'd taken them too slow. Um, I didn't really, I haven't, I haven't seen the highlights, and I didn't really see what Honeyman had to do. I just saw him there, and by the time I saw him there, I'll be honest, I thought he was miles offside. Um, so I was waiting. I was waiting for the um, for the flag to go up. Um, but yeah, no. Listen, I'm I'm not here to slag anyone off because I think he I think he could be a great player for us. Oh, um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and you know to show that type of initiative um, to be in that position. However, what I will say to you is, who should have been there was would have been a phobic. That's who should have been there. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've. Someone's in the comments said, I am looking at your comments, people. Sorry, but always we'll go to them um, a bit later on. I'll try and get you all involved a bit more. Sorry. Um, a phobe, a great pre-season. Someone said they haven't done like he wants to be there. Of course, he ain't scored yet this season. Um, again, with a strike, I think you need one and you'll get going. But that was, I, I always defend a phobe. I thought he was particularly poor on Saturday. He couldn't make anything stick. He was going down under every challenge. And that's why in the first half, they were just, they were just absolutely walking through us. Um, I, I walked out of that ground. We'll cover the third goal in a second. I, I walked out of that ground. I was happy because we'd won. I thought it was an unbelievable game. It had everything. Goal, sending off, brilliant atmosphere. But my God, we were shit. We've got away with one there, but you've got to take your out. We got, we got it over the line. I don't know how we got over the line. I really, 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 really don't. But they, of course, yeah. go down to 10 men, didn't they? So that, that gives us... A little helping hand. Sending off for me as well, by the way. It definitely was a second booking. Because he goes down, he looks up and goes down again because he knew what he'd done. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, from first watch, I thought it was quite a soft... Um, it was a soft foul, if that makes sense. I think that maybe if he weren't already booked, would he have got booked for that challenge? I don't know. Like, But listen, we'll take, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Um, I would have said it was a foul, but maybe not bookable, but happy days. You know, when, when you've got a, a card-happy ref, which he was, and you've got 15,000 Millwall fans shouting off, 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 
and you know how egotistical these these refs are. Yeah, he's going, isn't he? He's going. You knew he was going anyway. You know, he loved it. Yeah, yeah. Basley says he played. He played forty-two games for Leeds when he went up. Yes, yeah, fair enough. That's also yeah, a good Leeds point. Played a different, yeah, but Leeds played a different way to the way that we play. You know, it's, the thing is, is yeah, I, I totally get that about about Shaq. Um, he was great. Yeah, Shaq was good against Stoke. Um, he really was good against Stoke. But I'm telling you now, the two, the Honeyman and the Shaq that I saw against Stoke were not there against Coventry. So, thing is, yeah, with Shackleton, like, yeah, he was really good against Stoke. And I was sick, fucking hell, we've got a player here. I just don't understand why he's played every minute of every game. We've got so many players queuing up to get in that midfield, especially players that have played at the club before. Maybe Rowick don't think they're good enough. Maybe there's an agreement with Leeds he's got to play a certain amount of games. I don't know, but would I take the option to buy him? A little bit early to say for me on that one. I just, I just think we've got other central midfielders and other right-backs that aren't retiring anytime soon and are probably at the same sort of standard. So right here, right now, I'd probably say no, unless he massively... You know when fucking Tim K on, on, on us. Do you know what I mean? Would you would you buy him right now, Shackleton? No, not right now. I wouldn't. I think I think you can't. I, personally, I don't think you can have Shaq's and Billy Mitchell in the in the centre of centre of They're like three foot and a fake paper between them. Um, <laughs> they are little. Do you know what I mean? And you, they could get bullied in there. There's some big, experienced midfielders in the middle there, and you know they could be in trouble. Um, so yeah. No, the answer to your question is is no. I think we've got Savile and Leonard, especially, that could definitely do a better job. Yeah, I think we have a, a bit of experience with a bit of youth, a bit of a mix in there, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, and then, now after sending off, the right was on the wall. People were telling me to cash it. I told a fellow in our box, Barney, for the game, and I went, he went, if you put it on, he went, I'm going to put it on. He got 25 to 1 on it. And he went, I'm, I'm going to cash out. I'm going to cash out. He cashed out for eighty quid. So I've looked. I've looked at my thing. It wouldn't even offer me a cash out. So I couldn't cash out. And luckily, I couldn't because we kept plugging away. I tell you what, though, they hit the bar, didn't they? After that, and it was yeah. still end to end. It was still a ding dong. But then, Posh George off the bench, back amongst the goals. Uh, good finish as well, wasn't it? Yeah, do you know. It was very, very composed. He took it, took it really, really well. And by the look of the highlights, he, he looks like he's had to put it through two players, yeah, two defenders. So, um, but again, by the way, a phobie set him up for that. Well, did he? Because uh, I thought Shackleton put it in, yeah, and a phobie sort of went up. I thought it hit a phobie or he chested it down. What happened? I think he knocked it down, didn't he? I think he knocked it down um, to his feet. He's just rolled it out his feet and then. And then taking the shot. Um, from what I understand, that's what I saw anyway. Yeah. But George Savile, more and more, is becoming the player that he used to be when he was with us before. Ooh. And it's down, a, it's down a row it and the staff and the club now to either let him continue to keep going the way he's going or, or not. It's, it's down to them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, especially now we've got that 10, we've changed our formation that 10. He could definitely do that job. I know Rowett doesn't think he can, but he could definitely could. Um, he's got a knack of arriving late in the box, I think, which he, he didn't do there so much, but he used to do it a lot when he was here last time. So that's yeah. the game done. 
three games, two wins, not a problem. No draws. Of course, we don't draw because we're bipolar meal now. We used to fucking remember that meme last year, Gary Rowett draws, and it was like the Jaws thing. But that seems to be a thing of the past. He did say in the week, route as well, he said, we've got to set up against Coventry and at the den with an ambition to try and take the game to, to teams and beat them. He would never have said that 18 months ago, would he? Well, no, because because he didn't have a, he didn't have 15,000 Millwall fans there 18 months ago. So now, so now he knows. <laughs> that is so true. You know, fucking, he, um... he could play the way he wanted to play, but um, now he knows that he's going to He's going to get it in the neck from <clears throat> from supporters if if then if they don't turn up. That's a very very good point. Man. I didn't think it. That made me laugh as well. Um, right. What happens tomorrow, Swansea? What does he I go think, with? What do you think he go with? What would you go with? I would go with experience. Um, I would. I would one hundred percent have Ryan Leonard playing, um, and I think it was Steve Lees that said it. I don't care where he plays, whether he plays right wing back and Danny Mack comes out and say, um, because Ryan Leonard, in my opinion, is a better right wing back than Danny Mack. Um, or he plays and uh, takes Shackleton's space because I think he's a better midfielder than Shackleton. Um, I'd start Bury or maybe start, still start a Lafay. And then bring Bury on a little bit later. And and honestly, I I think about I think about maybe even giving a phobia rest and maybe starting Bury and a phobia uh, Bury and a Lafe up top. Mm. Well, it could be the completely unknown and work, but yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. I, for, well, look, I, again, I was just about to say, for me, no, you need a bit of experience up there. But you don't like to play fucking experience, like you know, he's not he's not leading with that elsewhere, is he really? Thanks, Andreas. Very much appreciated, mate. Your super chats are open. You can donate to the channel if you want. You can become a member now as well. You get wallpapers for your phone. Like this. Oh, it's got fucking a million notifications. You're not going to see it. Kenny sent it. What sent it to Kenny earlier? Um, he gets them for free because he works for Lions TV. What about that? Perks of the job, Kenny. That's it. Um, yeah, tomorrow, I, I, I suppose no real point to spec. I mean, I've done it in my preview. You've studied what he would play. Oh, sorry, what we would play. What, what what will he play? I think he'll obviously go a bar. I think he'll bring back in Hutchinson. He, he's got he's got Scott Malone fever. He's got he's got SM tattooed on his ass cheeks. So Scott Malone's going to play left wing back. I think he'll play Danny Mac. Now he's signed his contract. We'll get onto that shortly. Um, I think he'll go Hutch. I think he'll drop. I think he'll drop Criswell tomorrow. And I think it'll be more than warranted. Yeah, there's more than a possibility. You know my thought process on formations and stuff like that. I still, yeah, I'm still very much a four-four-two guy. Um, I honestly believe so. Tyler Bury for me is no striker, by the way. No, so, I know, I know. Tyler that's why. That's why I, I would have started a phobia at a Lafe the other day. But I think what he's doing, you can't argue with Bury. Do you know what I mean? He's got to play, and yeah. we don't play. I would. I know you're, I, saying, you're saying play him on the wing, aren't you? And have a wingers. Yeah, definitely. I'd have um, I'd have um, Tyler Bury left or right wing, and then give this bulk slammer. A, you know, he's meant to be a target man. Um, what I can say is Tyler Bury's delivery was a lot better than what it used to be as well. Because if you, I don't know if you remember Tyler Bury last season. Because oh, I didn't rate him at all. I thought he was awful. I thought he sprinted in it. He'd done another Ollie Burke for me. He sprinted in a straight line all the way down to the to the byline. 
and then fell over or didn't cross. Um, whereas now he looks so much calmer on the ball. And if he can get down that wing with his pace, with his skill, I think he could be a lot better than Jed, in my opinion, if we played him as a, as a winger. If we play him as a striker, we'll ruin him, in my opinion. We'll ruin him. I can't begin to tell you, right, because I've watched the 23 for a long time. I can't begin to tell you how fucking bad Tyler Bury was. He was <laughs> horrendous. He was a terrible footballer. I couldn't, he was he would get on the ball with the 23s and he would just run up his own ass or run and fall over or just kick it out of the fucking well, out of the training ground. I couldn't believe he was even in the 23 seat. And me and my mate would be like, what the fuck is he doing? What why is it? And he just kept, he just had to believe he just get on the ball and do it all over again. I, I can't believe now how much he has improved from where he was. So for me, again, now you've got to look to the future and Stephen Ball saying they play play topologue. Tomorrow, we're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. So we need players that are ours and players for the future. That's a big argument. I got with Billy Mitchell as well. I think Billy's a great player, but he's 21 years old, right? So imagine him when he's 25 years old, and when he's 28 years old, he's had five to seven seasons with us. Same for me now with Bury over Bennett. Bennett is well, actually Bennett looks about fucking 45, but he's not. <laughs> he's um he had an uphill poke around as a kid, didn't he, in Chernobyl? But he um. Bury, you know, he's young, he's raw, and I've seen how far Bury's come. He was so bad, honestly. Now he's got to where he has. I, I strongly believe now that if he can do what he's done and get to where he has, honestly, you wouldn't believe how bad he was. There's no reason he can't go on again and become the next year, boys. I'm not saying he will, but his progression in a very short space of time has been phenomenal. Now but we we have to get him in that team when we can. Well, you you have to give him some sort of consistency now. Yeah. Um, you know, he's come on He's come on with only 10 minutes gone and changed the game for the whole 80 minutes, yeah. in my opinion. Um, it, not at any point in that game did I think, oh, he's got the ball. Oh, here we go. I actually was expecting him to do something with it, make something out of, out of nothing, you know. And we haven't really had that for a little while, have we? Probably since Jed. And not since Jed. Since Jed was at, at his best because... Jed wasn't at his best, but there was a there was something else as well, Dan, that someone said to me. And I think I said it as well, probably a few months ago. His last season, all if Jed had a bad game, the whole squad had a bad game. Whereas yeah. now we've got so many individuals that are starting to gel as a team that we don't. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter if Bury has a bad game because we can we can take him off and we can put someone else on. Or if a phobie's having a shocker. We can put, won't you be my Volk Slammer on? Do you know what I mean? Nice, like whatever it is. We've got some depth now, mate. It's good. Mm. Charlie, how are you doing, mate? Interesting selection there. I was just reading that. Can you still... Barton Gold, Danny Mack, right wing back, Charlie Creswell, Hutchinson Cooper, Murray Wallace, left wing back. Well, Malone's out the side, so I like it straight away. Leonard and Mitchell and Savile. In a... That's, I like that at midfield, but the problem you've got is there's no George Honeyman in there, which is surprising. And then a phobe and the slammer up front. Right, let's talk about him. Do you want to sing your song, Ken? Do you sung to me down the phone when we signed him? Oh, won't you be my bulk slammer? <laughs> I didn't think he was actually going to do it. That's Fair not play. my best voice. That's not my best voice. No, you, you, you don't like to mention that he was once a singer in... Uh... <laughs> what do we make of it? This guy, of course, we haven't seen him yet. And we're not sure if he'll be part of it tomorrow because... 
his work permit is still waiting to come through. The club have said they're working hard to get it sorted in time for tomorrow. Whether they will or not, we'll say they do. Ken, do you start him tomorrow and would you make it a signing? I think uh, I don't know anything about him. Absolutely nothing about him whatsoever. Um, uh, there's not even a showreel of him. Um, I'm only, you can only go on what people have said on places like Twitter. So that's, you can hardly believe that. Um, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, we've obviously paid some money for him. Um, we've gone abroad again. So, you know, it looks like our scouting team's you know, getting better, we're hoping. I thought um, actually, funny enough, oh, yeah, we're going to pull again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, again, like the same with the Fleming situation, that you can't, you can't just rush these players in. Um, we're going to Swansea. We're probably not likely to, to get a win. So, just ease him in. Just ease him in gently. He's been at the Den. He's been at the Den on Saturday. He's seen what we're all about. He's going to get a buzz off of that. He's going to want to be playing, surely. <laughs> Rob Hulse. Oh, he's killed his The <laughs> German Rob Hulse. Oh, don't. But just stick him on. Give him 20 minutes and let him come back to, you know, maybe give him an half against Norwich. Um, and then when we're back at home, let's see what you're all about. Did they Did they announce him at half-time? Do I imagine that? They sort of half-announced uh, yeah. him. Before the game. Before the game. They sort of... Yeah. By the way, two things are going to pick up on here, and it's absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's Millwall-based. First and foremost, if you're all watching this, have a word as Mr. Bifanasis. Tell your friends and tell their friends to tell their friends. Everyone is singing, let them come far too quick ahead of the beat and ahead of the tune. It's ruining the song pre-match. Everyone's going miles off in front. They've not got the, they've not got the right like, timing with it. And secondly, if anyone else sits in the Dockers... Is it me or is the fucking sound system broke? You can hardly hear anything that the announcer's saying. Can't hear hardly hear let them come. And that's why oh, someone's like, have they actually announced Volkslammer? They haven't even mentioned it. And they just sort of come out quick. It's like what a competition. He was like David Brent when he started doing fucking PAs. <laughs> they come out and just fucking wave the fucks off again. But um, look, he's not done it in the top division of, of, of German football, but he scored a lot of goals in the lower leagues. I said as well, by the way, in my video, he's a fucking unit. And people hammered me and went, yeah, unit, five foot ten. I didn't mean high. Fucking Akin Fenway's about five foot eight, but he's wider than he is high. Like, he looks like quite a fucking brute, doesn't he? And apparently he looks like an absolute beast in training, I've been hearing. Yeah, he, um, he, I'm, I'm a slightly excited about him, but, you know, because you don't know anything about him. We don't know anything about him. You just got to give him that opportunity. Same with Fleming, really. We've seen a show reel of his best bits, um, but we haven't seen him play really. We, we just need to ease these players in. There's no rush. <laughs> my uh, my mate took his kids to the open day, and I saw him post on Twitter. And so he's got a son and a daughter, and then himself. So the first, he put three pictures. That first one, he said, "Her with her favourite player," and that was Danny McNamara. And he said, "Him with his favourite player," and it was Honeyman. And he went, and hopefully not, hopefully not the next step for Meyerhoff. It was fucking Fleming. <laughs> oh, the German Rob Hulse. I'd rather him be the German um, Steve Claridge, like come to the cool. club late. I don't know. I've got a feeling he might do all right. I've got a feeling he might do all right. The German Matt Smith. This is Jamie Cho. I've oh, seen your old man, by the way, Jamie. Yeah, that'll do. 
Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right, Matteo. I've got enough of Matteo. Um, oh, yeah. Jamie, I met your old man on Saturday, by the way. Shout out to you. It's fucking had a right chat with him. Good guy. Oh, Wally, Willie West Ham. We don't know Willie's on here. No dick pics. Um, you hate the Docker stand. Fair enough. Right. So we've covered the, how uh, many called in the Hoff then? We've covered um, the Vault Slammer. Sledgehammer. Let's talk briefly. We've sort of covered all of them without mentioning the, the issue. Free injuries already. What is up with our fucking either A, our players, or B, um, like the physio and the conditioning coach? I've asked someone and I've said, is it the players going, I'm injured? Or is it, you know, the other side of them going, well, what's wrong with you? And apparently it's that. And if you say you fucking got, oh, we you blowing your nose, you're right. You think, no, no, don't go in the squad. So apparently it's not the players, it's the, it's the, which is good. They're looking after the players' welfare. Nah. It ain't like it used to be, mate. And they just nah. fucking, just inject it. Inject it and get me out there. Or fucking strap it up and I'll fucking sit in, play in bed for two days, you know, for the next two days. What is it with players these days? Especially seems to be our players. And the world's, honestly, the world has gone mad. I had an email from the FA two weeks ago saying that my under-10 team can no longer head of the ball. You know, we, we've had to contest it and, and, and we've got it, but what I'm going, what I'm going with that is that everything is becoming so, um, yeah, everyone's so cotton wool all the time, and all this sort of. Well, we only the ball our whole life. We t- we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, isn't it? Like, what is it with all these fucking injuries? Yeah. So yeah. It's other. Well, look. Apparently, um, Bradshaw was out, going to be out for a week, and then the next thing you see, he's in training, doing really well. Wait on a minute, has he got an injury or has he or has he got a or is he in training doing really well? Yeah. You know, what's going on? I think uh yeah, I think you're right. If you know if you're injured, you're injured. If you if you're not, then um then he should be playing. But I think as well, you don't get any statements, do you, from the uh from the club. Um you don't really get any statements from the players. What would be nice is if you could hear from what the players have got to say about their injuries. Mm. So, you Not know. the first time Bradshaw's been injured. I'm a, I'm a Bradders fan. I think you are as well. But yeah, I, I mean, he has he's had two very serious injuries. You can't really do anything about those. Um, and this most recent one is just a hamstring. But I think that's pivotal to us scoring goals. I think it's really weird because listen, I love Morrison. I love Gregory. They're Mill legends. And you ask 99 percent of Mill fans, they pick Morrison and Gregory every time over a Phoebe and Bradshaw. However, unfortunately, when you look at the stats, Brad. Uh, um, Morrison, sorry, and Gregory, they never scored 23 goals between them in the championship. They did in League One. They didn't score, yeah. they didn't only score in the championship. Yeah. Do you think they don't get the credit they deserve them to? And how much of a miss is Bradshaw for a Fobe? Yeah, I think a big miss because usually Bradshaw does a lot of running for a Fobe. Um, I don't know. Some, some days I'll rate a Fobe and some other times I'm like, get him off the pitch. What is he doing on there? So Bradshaw, though, for me, would 100% be my... I'd rather see if this false lever is, um, like you say, a big target, man. All day long would I be having false lever and Bradshaw on the pitch instead of a phobic. So the missing Bradshaw is, is massive. The pressing is different. Um, in a game, because Bradshaw will get right into right into their face straight away. A phobie doesn't. 
Um, yeah, I think Bradshaw is a big miss for us. Um, mm. All right, nice. You just led me on to saying nice. You just said, you know, players we got striker wise. So players in Guerrero has said today he still is interested in bringing in one more player before the transfer deadline. Uh, rumours of two players. One, which I didn't get the chance to do a den day before today, and I'll probably do it tomorrow. Um, I literally have been editing and graphics and doing what I do since fucking... Thank you, Trevor. Well done. Nine, nine o'clock this morning. Tre- so Trevor's here, is he? Oh, nice. Trevor's um, in. Oh, Trevor's in. I was say we, we never remember. We actually are. What a guy. Um, Tom Cannon, striker from Everton. He's the first rumour. I'll be honest, I know nothing yeah. about him. I've tried to look him up. He's scored in goals in the Everton under 21s. He just looks like the He's doing all right, Troy Parrot, by the way, at Preston. Is he? He's scoring goals. Yeah, he's scoring goals. And this guy is another one. Someone I saw actually someone ask that Alex Jones from News at Den today. Any what? truth in this guy? And he went, I'm preparing an article now for News at Den. So I'm expecting this to be out tomorrow. Um, doing his best salt impression. Do you want to pronounce his name, Ken, or should I do it? I don't know who he is. I've never seen him before in my life. Who is I, know, it? I told you before we started, and you went, easy for you to say. His no, name okay, is Aido Imaku, I believe, and he's a striker slash left winger for Shamrock Rovers, scoring a lot of goals over in Ireland. We're Hasn't got a Wikipedia page either, though. Neither has Tom Cannon, so it's difficult. But yeah. I did see an article saying there's some Italian clubs watching him, so... Left winger slash striker. Fucking, I'll put my teeth in. Left winger slash striker, and an out and out striker. So, do you think we need another striker? Of course, we've got Fleming out, Bennett out, Bradders out. So we've lost three forward-thinking players. Well, look, you've got again uh, strength and depth. If you're going to bring someone like Tom Cannon in, then Tom Cannon is brought in on the basis that he is there to be a backup striker. Um, you know, he can get he'll get some championship experience under his belt. Worst case scenario, he, you know, he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna he's he's gonna come back a better player if, if he's any good with signing. Left wing, <clears throat> yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I'm all for having wingers and but you'd have to change your formation, Mr. Rowett, for that. Otherwise you're just gonna stick another winger up front and it's not gonna work. Mm. Yeah, that's well. I'm just looking at Mad Mike saying left-sided players needed. A lot of people touting Bessart top lodge. Again, look, I've been watching Bess a long time. And the other 23s are at home tomorrow at the Den against Barnsley. I think it's a one o'clock kickoff. So I might, I might well go to that because I've got to put to Bromley in the morning anyway um, before I head down to back down to sort of Canberra Sands way to watch the game with my old man tomorrow night. I'll be streaming. But um, yeah, Bessart top lodge. Good. I've always rated him, but it's not slightly as much as I like Bez, and I, I've had a chat with him a few times personally. See, I actually seen him in Bromley the other week. It, he couldn't go in and start right here, right now, and be a regular starter or left wing back. But I like people's excitement for it. I like people, you know, saying let's get the youth in. I'm all for it, but we couldn't just throw him in at left wing back and he just take over from. Well, actually, he couldn't be any worse than Malone to be fair. But um, striker, yeah. I mean, I don't think. We, we need a winger if we don't play wingers. Because what we're currently doing is playing wingers up front. So if you're going to get someone, get a striker. A lot of people are saying, um, a lot of people are saying this guy looks good and he looks, the Irish are half full of tricks. 
If it was any show rules of him, <laughs> the Irish Jamaican—he's <laughs> all going off tonight, aren't they? But yeah, I mean, Italian clubs are after him, which probably mean we'll fucking get gazumped. Who knows? But there you go. All right. Well, look, let's wrap the show with a bit of news, a bit of good news that's been fucking hanging on and been dragged out longer than Game of Thrones did today. The deal was done finally. He's one of our own. Someone put he's one of our own for the right amount for the right amount of wages. <laughs> Danny McNamara finally signs his contract after months of Willy won't he QPR putting him fucking bids of a box of tracksuits and fucking five bottles of Moe. Um finally done, Ken. What do you think the delay was? Um I think that Danny Don't Mac- say anything I told you, obviously. <laughs> I think that Danny Mack had a, a good season last season. Um, I think he's seized the opportunity to try and get some more money to play for his team. Um, look, we got we got to remember that. Look, I support Millwall, obviously, Dan. Yeah. Um, and if I was Millwall's number one, I'd want to stay there. But if I was earning, I don't know, if I was earning five grand a week for Millwall, and someone come in and offered me twenty grand a week to go and play somewhere else. Well, I'm sorry, as much as I love my football club, my family comes first. And I think that's what he looked at. You know, is there an opportunity? I want to stay here. This is what I want. Um, and if you can't give me what I want, then I'm going to start looking elsewhere. And that's why his agent started pushing, you know, QPR and, and, and things like that, I, I suppose. So, look, he's just spot on as well. Everyone's got what they wanted, which is great. Yeah. And I always said, you know, put just put the whack the extra couple of grand on. Right, and then sell him when the time's right and then fucking add that on the feet. You'll get it back. I think you just got a little bit about pride in the end and the club come out and said, we've offered him a very good deal. And like you're saying, <coughs> you want to play for the club you support, but money talks and it's yeah. life. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, what you said is spot on. You know, he wants, he thinks he's worth that. Also, my argument would be, maybe it's not right. Well, hang on, Scott Malone's on Trevor, what I am, and he's shit. And I'm the other side of wing back and I'm miles better. So if he's on that, I want at least that to get yeah. near what he's on. Yeah, but that's what that's what you do as a footballer, isn't it? You know, and also I'm what six years younger than Scott Malone as well. Um, so you know, I've got the potential to improve, get better, make my price tag higher. Um, let's you know, let's not have any any doubts in, with people like Danny Mac, Billy Mitchell as well. You know, the long and short of it is maybe Millwall through and through, but. Um, I have families to look after, a future to think about, and you know whatever it is. So, spill the beans, Dan. I think Rowett's daddy just did it. Um, it was absolutely everything to do with money, mate. Trust me. Um, but you know, rightly so. He's, he's good at his job, and he wants what he wants. Is he? Is he that good? As everyone thinks. See, this no. is what I think I'm going to say. Huh? No. <laughs> See, I, I like him personally, but I, I don't think he is a. There's something really weird that's happened here, right? I'm going to put it out there. Him and Billy Mitchell have come through, right? And I do know them both personally. To me, it seems like Billy Mitchell is the hate scapegoat and Danny Mac's the hero amongst our fans. That's how it seems. Danny Mac can do no wrong and Billy Mitchell can't do anything right. Danny Mac's really good. He's really improved. The flying Irishman, I love him in our team. He's only going to get better. But his final delivery isn't great. That needs to improve. Someone called him the next Marlon Romeo the other day. I don't, you know, that's, that's harsh. Because no one wants to be the fucking reincarnation of that guy. But um, 
Is it go on? You you take you take the stage then. You, I think, um, you said no. I think he's quite Millwall esque. Definitely wears his his art on his sleeve. Um, he, you can tell that he definitely is Millwall. But I think sometimes I think sometimes being a Millwall boy supporter hinders you. To be honest, so, you know I really I really do think that. And if you go just based on playing football, uh, yeah, all right, Danny Mac. You know he makes some great saves, but he also gets caught out quite a bit. Well, the, um, you know, I'm not pinpointing him on this because I thought it was a good goal. Second Coventry goal, Geezer got him behind him. Yeah. But again, that will happen. Billy Mitchell give the ball away. Set pieces. Well, all marker we're supposed to mark, but goals can still come. And eventually, wingers will get past fullbacks. I, I think, honestly, as much as I love Danny Mack and I do, I think people have been caught up in the hype by him a bit too much. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't go on to better things, but right here, right now. But I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you something. Um, Someone's just put name three better young right backs in our league. I don't watch I don't watch other teams uh, really, but I'll tell you what. Brian Leonard is a better right wing back than Danny Mack. <laughs> you're 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 going to take that picture down of Matt Smith from above your bed and replace it, Ryan, isn't it? You. But yeah, no, and that's nothing against Danny Mack. You know, I don't have a problem if I see the team sheet and I see Danny Mack as a right as our as our right sided defender. I honestly, do not have a problem with that. Um, but I just what I'm saying is I don't think he's as good as what people think he is. Um, and I do think that Brian Leonard is a better right wing back than him because he can also deliver. Mm. Well, look, it's not we're not going to. I I asked the question. It's not it's me, but um, we'd rather have him than not. And he signed a new long term deal. Um, he put his post out on Instagram actually, and he said, "Delighted to assign. Thanks for everyone that backed me. You know who you are." So there was definitely, there was definitely some sort of bad feeling, or definitely you know things didn't go everyone would have liked. But like you say, now everyone's happy. He's got his money. Yeah. Um, the club have got a player signed, so we can always recoup on that later down the line if he gets to that level. It's good news. Yeah, I'm not going to be negative. I sometimes feel like I'm being negative, but I'm just I'm just talking about what's what's happened. I didn't, you know. I'm not his agent. I didn't start his. <laughs> but, um, no, good. Good good player. Pleased to have him. Signs on a dotted line, along with Murray Wallace, along with Billy Mitchell. New long-term deals. And uh, we're not done yet in the transfer market, hopefully. Final thoughts on tomorrow. What, what are we saying score-wise? It's so Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? It's like, like you say, bipolar and Millwall. It's, you, you Very difficult. Would I rather... Take a loss on Tuesday and a win on fr- on Friday. I know it's irrelevant points wise, but as a boost, yeah. I reckon that we'll I reckon we'll lose tomorrow, but I reckon we might turn up on Friday. Someone said earlier in his comments, "We ain't won for something like sixty three years at Norwich." Um, I've not seen it. I've not seen this win at Norwich. I'm not that old. People going for a nil nil tomorrow, two two. Uh, Steve Leesfields will get something. Of course, Swansea got their first win on Saturday. Um, <laughs> phobia score of his ass, Chris Brown. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's a difficult place to go. They play nice football, but they're partial to a fuck up at the back. We've done it right there in recent years. Neil New last year went last year. Neil New. I've been every year actually uh, since we came back in the champ. However, I wasn't there during the COVID. I think we lost 2 1. Had some really, really bad decisions. The, the difficult thing this week as well is 
we're playing tomorrow against Cardiff and we're playing Friday against Norwich. You couldn't have a worse journey because there's no real motorways, is there? The motorways oh. in England all go up, in case you yeah. didn't know. Bit of a road traffic update. They all go up, M6, M1, A1, A1's not motorway, but A1 it pretty much is. To go across is a fucking nightmare. I don't think they're going back. I don't think they're coming home. I think they're, they're, sta- they're staying up, having a rest day, and then going straight, making their way across. Yeah, I think that'd be the best thing to do, to be honest. Yeah. One nil Cooper says, Mad Mike. Um, So, what are you going for, Ken? Score. I know it's difficult, but you got. You got I'm going to go for a, I'm gonna go for a one nil loss. One nil uh, loss, yeah. I think that I think that we'll I think we'll lose. I think that probably Swansea could, should start early, get at us early. We seem to be conceding a lot. Well, three goals now. I think we've conceded in the first what 14, 15 minutes of play. Mm. Um, I reckon that will happen. I don't think we'll have an answer. And then I think Friday will be a different story. I think that we'll I reckon we'll beat Norwich quite convincingly. Yes, they're really struggling. By the way, a little bit of an exclusive for you. I don't know if I should tell you, but I'm going to fuck it. Um, we are wearing our third kit for the first time against Norwich on Friday. Uh, the red and black stripes. We did that a few years ago with a red and white one, didn't we? The red and white husky one. And we drew yeah. Neil That was on the telly. Bart made a load of saves. So, yeah, yeah we're going to... Norwich games third... on the telly, isn't it? Huh? Norwich games on the telly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So... Yeah. Friday night, Norwich on the telly. We're going to be wearing our third kit for the first time. So get ready for the mad rush to the club shop to boil up them 7XLs or double XSs. I'll be all right, 7XL. All right, mate. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. My voice is starting to fucking go again. And we will definitely... Hang on. Yeah, we'll definitely do this again Monday, yeah? Yeah, I'm about, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, We'll have Anthony back in Monday and hopefully we'll be talking about two very successful trips on the road. How many points would you be happy with over the next two games between now and Monday? And how many do you actually think we'll get? I'd be happy. I'd be really happy if we got four points. You know, say if we managed to nick a draw at Swansea and um, get a win at Norwich. However, I think that we'll probably win one game and lose one game. So I think we'll probably get three. Yeah. In In the fear of being negative... I'm going to say one. I think we're going to draw at Swansea tomorrow. And then I think Norwich, you know, things they've not started well and they're going to kick in at some point. And I think that'll be against us. So I'll I think tell you we'll what, be... I'll tell huh? you what, if they, if they start to keep sending that long ball though into Pookie, we'll be in trouble. Um, if, yeah. you've got, if you've got, these are, these are our, our fastest centre-backs. Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson. You know, when you, <laughs> when you look at it like that and you've got players like, you know, Pookie being having a ball sent over—that's terrifying. Yeah, do you know what? Someone said in the comments earlier, and it annoyed me because not what they said, but I forgot to put it in my post match, and I really, really meant to put it in my post match that that Coventry striker in the first half was causing all sorts of problems for Cooper. He was an old school centre forward that was firing it into him. He was fucking hitting him, it was sticking, he was yeah. spinning and laying others off, linking play. So yeah, a, a player of Pukey's ability, unfortunately, but we ain't drawn yet, so we're going to draw one of them probably. I think that'll be tomorrow, and I just think I've just been to Norwich so many times and never seen us get a result. And I just, yeah, can, just you know what, what it is. I think I think sometimes as Millwall fans we get a bit too carried away with ourselves, and you know, like I say, we beat Stoke two 0 and then we're gonna we're gonna win the World Cup. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's just. 
Enter it in the World Cup. Fuck it. Send yeah, us to Qatar. Exactly. I, <laughs> I would be over. I would be genuinely. I would be over the moon with two points in two games. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll away game And you win at the Fortress, which we do. I posted something earlier on social media. Um, welcome to hell. The, the, the amount of games you win at home is ridiculous now. So Reading, they got tanked. Fucking, they lose four 0 to Rotherham, wasn't that? Yeah, but that was before half time as well, wasn't it? I've always the heat that got to me. Someone come out of the box after about 10 minutes and went, Rotherham are 3 0 up against fucking Reading. I was like, oh. <laughs> at that point, I was seeing a lot of mirage in the desert and all sort of. I didn't know. It was true. It wasn't It wasn't a hallucination. Yeah. I think I think any, we've got to probably take a look at these two games and appreciate that they are very, very difficult games to play. It's very, very close to each other. And if we come away with anything, you know, it's, it's a plus. Um, and at the moment, because. You know, everyone's only played two, three games. That that table, you can go from there to there very quickly, and it looks so dramatic, but but it's not. You know, so it, look, if we come away with two points from two games, we come away with two points from two games. <laughs> Carried away, the old kits. We definitely know. <laughs> yeah, me and War Rubbish, man. Are we trying? So we're doing all right. We're doing well. We're in a, we're in a good position. I always yeah, I'm not it. moaning at all yet. Listen, we moan to keep the fucking levels up. I used to work for my man for years, bother life at me every day. And the day I never worked for him anymore, he went, Yeah, oh, it's a show you're really good. I went, You've absolutely <laughs> given me dog's abuse for 16 years. Ruined my life, Dad, if you're watching. Um, and now you're selling me, oh, it's a shame. He said, No, because I'm fucking keeping you on your toes. That's what we're doing. Thank us, because if we wasn't miserable every week, we'd be where fucking Southend or Bradford are now or fucking whoever else is down in the doldrums. But no, all right. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be live streaming again tomorrow night for the game. Not going to Swansea, but um our old legend of a sponsor up there in the top right, Regal Elevators, is going. I was considering it, but it is not happening. I'm going to stream the game, and I might go and watch the 23s tomorrow at the Den. Ken, thanks, mate, and we'll speak next Monday after we've had back-to-back 4-0 defeats, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, everyone. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 